Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098, and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray, Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and we are talking some sports real quick. So much going on. Even on our vacation, we had to jump in. Give us a call, 718-664-9098. Like always, RayandTayToday.com, RayandTayToday at gmail.com. Give us your thoughts on football, you know, baseball, the Olympics, everything. Ray, will jump right into it. The NFL had its Hall of Fame weekend. Great speeches, but the news is the game never happened. The Colts and Packers Hall of Fame game canceled because of a multitude of things, but mainly paint on the you know 50-yard line and on the end zones that was on a bad field where they had a McGraw concert Friday night, rain, Saturday night festivities, and then Sunday morning did not take care of the field properly. What do you think should happen? Who loses their job? And how embarrassing is this for the NFL, the billion-dollar machine? The $13 billion machine. (laughs) You know, it's inexcusable, and I have no explanation for it. Don't they have that guy, Toma? The guy who does the all, who did all the Super Bowls, like the first forty nine Super Bowls. Where is he? Uh, look, I don't know. Somebody did a bad. Somebody made a really bad calculation. Didn't take into account the weather and the rain and the the heat and, and the fact that they. And had, it was the Saints Field know. from Tom Benson donated it. It was the Saints Field from last season, their home games. So that's even more bizarre. Yeah, I just boggles the mind. I mean, I think only twice in history have. Preseason games have been canceled. I think one of them was at the Vet in Philly, and that was just a yeah, horrible, yeah. horrible facility. So Ravens it, it is and a uh, Eagles, the yep. And the worst one. is, you know, it's game one, but these games matter, especially for people that are trying to get a job. So I was reading yes, somewhere. Yes, we that, know right firsthand. The, my boy, Randall Jett, Grace Robinson's son, Randall Jett, friend of my family. He's on the Packers trying to make the team, and he would have played. And also the quarterback, quarterback the Packers, right? Yeah, a Division three guy who, you know, Hundley and Rodgers are going to be back, so he might not even see any time, but he was going to start this game. But in games two and three, he might not get any exposure. And you know how it is, musical chairs. You're cutting down to 53 guys in the next two to three weeks. You need to get some exposure. So, yeah, this is terrible, and the NFL, shame on them. Hopefully they'll have a – a protocol in place where this never happens again. Definitely, definitely. I think the fascinating thing, just to you know, stay on that, was the new upheaval of the ESPN studio room. So Chris Berman is now with Charles Woodson, this is in the seating order, Matthew Hasselbeck, and Randy Moss. 
And I had no, we, you know, we heard about some of the firings, but I had no idea that Keyshawn and Mike Dicker were not returning. They said Trent Dilfer will be there for most of the regular season. I'm sure he'll be in and out like Steve Young used to be. Um, I thought the guys all did well. It's just a weird group, and maybe they have to grow on you. But are you sort of thinking ESPN is it's too much change to get rid of Tom Jackson, Chris Carter, Keyshawn Johnson, and – uh, my Dicka all in one off season. What are your thoughts about that? I don't like it at all. Now I didn't realize Tom Jackson was there for twenty nine years. Yeah, he's a me, goat. He's a staple. You could have yeah. you could have gotten rid of put this new team and kept Tom Jackson there. But I think exactly. some continuity would have been nice. The other thing that strikes me is at least they have a defensive player over there. Charles Woodson is their defensive guy. But right. there's no quote unquote old school guy, right? Mike Ditka no. was old school. Tom Jackson was old school. So all of these players are relatively modern day players. So nobody Maybe is from Chris to get the audience era. with that, you think? I guess, but you know, have a bridge to the older generation. And Tom so Jackson is the perfect like bridge. Him. Yeah, he's you're right. And I like you at least keep Tom Jackson. I like all these guys individually. I just don't know that they needed to clean house like they did. Very shocking. So one of the big news uh, stories of the day in the NFL uh, is it's official in Cleveland. Jackson has named RG3 the uh, – and before the first preseason game, mind you, which is perfect, right? He's got RG3 as the starting quarterback. How do you think that helps RG3? Uh, Jackson, you know, getting him ready for week one and for RG3's confidence to know it's my job. And then should they send off McCown to the Cowboys since the Cowboys missed out on Nick Foles? How do you think all that plays out? So I may be in the minority here, but I believe that RG3 is one of the top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. And despite the fact that he has had a rocky, you know, last – Three years, but basically he only had one good year his rookie season. Um, but I still think he is the best option in Cleveland, and I think they made the right choice. So if they can get something from McCown, and the Cowboys obviously have problems at quarterback depth, and Romo's fragile. You have problems so, everywhere. Be, be honest to the audience. You got problems everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're focusing on quarterback right now. Okay. Okay. But, okay. No, absolutely, and I do think RG3 needs confidence, needs a new outlook on life, and maybe Hugh Jackson's that guy. It's fascinating, but I actually, and not only do I totally agree with you, I think, look, we talk about these quarterback whispers. Well, I think Hugh Jackson showed last year that he's definitely one of them. What he did for Andy Dalton and getting the the Bengals better and just a a, a well-oiled machine offensively, and specifically for Andy Dalton, who, you know, was looking to be an all-pro or a Pro Bowl season before he got hurt. You know, Jackson, I think he, I think he's going to do wonders with RG3. If Josh Gordon could ever get to, you know, 80%, 90%, and then you have Corey Coleman and Gary Barnage and then two good running backs in uh, Cromwell and Duke Johnson, who's like a wide receiver, you know, maybe RG3 gets something going. So, and all those young uh, draft picks, maybe one of them turns into a, a good third receiver. So we'll see. But I, I think it'll be fascinating, and um, we'll see how that plays out. Now, the speeches, 
Look, Brett Favre stole the show, him and Dungy. Dungy it was more humble, you know, faith-driven, just uh, poetic, and, and just such a – he's like the salt-of-the-earth type of guy. And, you know, you forget, and he made this great point, Ray. He is the 10th player from the 1978 Steelers team to be in the Hall of Fame. And his buddy who, you know, brought him in, Donnie Shell, he said, and Donnie should have been the 10th. Donnie should be here too, which I was like, amen. Because you know I love Donnie Shell. But you wouldn't think that Dungy would be the 10th guy because, you know, he only had a three-, four-year career, played with the Steelers and Niners. But his speech was great. Favre was great. Um I don't know, any thoughts on the Hall of Fame and Pace? Harrison was, you know, not the shortest speech ever. He went 11 minutes. I think the shortest is eight or nine. And uh, very sad not to have Ken Stabler alive to, you know, speak for himself. Long overdue, as we've talked about before. Hall of Fame thoughts, Ray? I thought this was a great class because of its diversity. Uh, not yeah. just racial diversity, but I just thought in terms of the the players, right? You had Orlando Pace with the pancake blocks, you know, the, the, the big dominant offensive <laughs> lineman. You had Favre, the gunslinger, who won his championship. And, you know, at like he said, who would have thought that a kid from rural Mississippi would hold every single quarterback record in the NFL? Now, a lot of them broken by Peyton Manning, time, but yeah. still – Unbelievable. Dungy, the consummate professional. Green, the unsung hero who – or the unsung, you know, sort of defensive star. Even I wasn't giving him enough credit. A walk-on at Auburn. I didn't know – did you know that? He was a walk-on at Auburn? I I mean, now I know. Oh, my gosh. Marvin Harrison, the guy who – 120 had had one season with 144 catches, and even if Peyton Manning's throwing you the ball, that's unbelievable production. Yeah. So just a, just yeah, a the really is accomplished amazing. class. Yeah, I, I really thought that that. And then Eddie D, was the, one of the classiest the best Bartle owners ever, sure. who showed everybody, and still to this day, his players have said he keeps in touch with them, knows their family members, and just bringing. And he said the NFL could do that a lot more you know, treating their players like family and that he wasn't just like an owner, like these guys were a piece of meat. He cared about them, you know, and he talked about going to the hospital with players when they got hurt. And, um, yeah, it, it warmed your heart. And then, of course, you're getting Dungy, you know, a coach and a play. And what's so great about Dungy, he's kind of done it all, right, a player, coach, and now a broadcaster and, you know, just uh, such a contributor to the NFL in so many ways. So I thought it was a great weekend, and it's a shame we didn't get to see some football because everybody was dying for it. So we have to wait for uh, week one of the NFL preseason, which will begin on Thursday. So really just kind of slide to baseball because really the news of the weekend and just of everyone talking about is about A-Rod because the Yankees have basically set it up that Friday, August 12th will be Alex Rodriguez's last game. Um, hopefully he plays this week. There are no guarantees. He will be paid $20 million to be a you know, sort of coach and the liaison um, next season. Ray, when you look at Alex's career, 295, 696 homers, 2,084 RBIs, a 380 um, on-base percentage. Yeah, I mean, these stats, he's, you know, what, top five in, you know, in, in a lot of categories with hits, home runs, RBIs. He's top ten in hits. I mean, how do you – see, this is 
this is where for us, you and I always talk about it. We, it's not just about steroids to me, because how do we know who else in this era and this past 21 years has done it, right? We still don't know, as you always say, those 103 names. But also with the guys doing the greenies in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, the amphetamines, it was like a, a high every day so they could get through the season. And the guys nowadays don't have amphetamines. So it, it, they still had something to help them. You know what I mean? So how do, baseball has got to stop this, the writers, and figure it out. I'm not saying let everybody in, but an A-Rod, a Bonds, and a Clemens, and of always Pete Rose, that's not a Hall of Fame. And you can put on their plaques what they've done and the rumors and the, you know, the guilty, non-guilty, but it's too much. And these stats, Ray, so what, maybe without steroids, instead of 696, he might have 596? He's a Hall of Famer. I don't know. What do you? I mean, what are you gonna remember most? What do, you, what do you think about the great greatness of A Rod, man? You know what I think about about A Rod is like the full life cycle of a baseball player. You saw this guy at 19 years old in Seattle, and you were saying to yourself, "This guy wow. is amazing." And that's a team that already had Ken Griffey Jr. And that guy was amazing. And then you saw A-Rod, and you're like, can you be better? I mean, this guy was the shortstop. He was the athletic Cal Ripken. I mean, the and best shortstop in his era. Was, better than Jeter yeah. and better than Noma. Yeah. Uh, I mean, better than everybody. And then moved over to third, didn't skip a beat, won a, you know, a couple gold gloves. This guy was just physically gifted and – got the most out of his talent. And like you say, and and like we keep saying, you know, my view is let them all in, let them all in the hall of fame, because if you're judged on what you did on the field, then you need to just let them all in. If, if, if your numbers merit it, you need to go into the hall of fame. Don't put the burden on me. I'm not the doctor. I don't test for steroids. I don't pee in the cup. I don't know what these guys are doing. So, if their numbers are Hall of Fame numbers, let them in and say, look, baseball, unfortunately, had a cloud over its head from the late 80s through the early uh, 2010s or whatever we're calling this decade. And that's it. Because A-Rod was a Hall of Famer before he took steroids. He's a Hall of Famer now. This well, guy isn't the problem, Ray, that, that the writers – are playing the position of holier than thou or, or sort of like baseball gods, and the, like, they're the ones that have to decide when they don't know themselves who did or didn't. They just, you know, some guys they kind of penalize because they assume, and then some guys they're like, oh, well, we, you know, we weren't there, but they were found guilty. You know, like, okay, Bonds is never found guilty, but it's assumed, you know what I mean? But, but other guys are still not in, and there's no, like, you know, shoot, smoking gun. I mean, how do you – I mean, listen, Piazza had to wait just because of potential rumors, right? I mean, Piazza could have been a, in a year like or two early. What about a guy like Ortiz, that there were big-time rumors about him four or five years ago? And now suddenly – He's like everybody's forgotten and now. You know that drives me and crazy. He's got that, and he's got that great smile on his face, and he seems like a great guy. Everybody kind of looks the other way. And is that keeping him out of the Hall of Fame? Yeah, we don't know about Putting Albert Pujols. Putting his DH, you know, the fact he's playing most of his career at DH aside. So I just think it's too much of a burden. I think there's incomplete data. And when there's incomplete data, what you go on is the data you have, which are the numbers. 
the numbers that these guys post, and A-Rod is not only a Hall of Famer, I mean, you got to put A-Rod up there as one of the top baseball players of all time. Oh, without question. And just like you said, the glove at short and third and the clutch hitting, the hitting, he had average power. I mean, it, it's, you know, it, it's amazing. We did that segment a couple weeks ago about almost Hall of Famers. This guy is, you know, you could say probably almost a Hall of Famer at two positions. I mean, that's a whole nother level of of type of greatness. And staying with greatness, we got to give some love to the 3,000 hit man, Ichiro Suzuki, finally got it done, Ray. He gets his 3,000 hits. Now, he's, I think, only one of four guys who have done it who are non-American born, which is great. I forgot all the names, but I know Rod Carew's in there and, and two other guys. But, you know, like, Ichiro's great. And I think one thing that people don't realize is that, just like Tony Gwynn, I think Ichiro – could he could hit more homers he could hit you know opposite field this you know pull it he could he could do whatever he wanted to do and his you know his bat speed hand-eye coordination is so superior that i mean this guy is without a doubt a hall of famer i'm happy for him and he's 43 (laughs) that's great i mean if this guy had come over like these cuban guys are coming over earlier on in their career, I mean, he could have easily challenged Pete Rose's record. I mean, this this guy is that good a hitter. He's he's a 200. And the funny thing is, you know, at some point, like he and Jeter didn't walk, right? So their numbers, their hit numbers are going to be a lot higher than some others who may have the same on-base percentage because they just didn't walk. But this guy was a 220, 230, 240 hit guy. And He's unbelievable. He, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And, you know, which, what we forget is that he was, what, a nine-time gold glover. This guy was an amazing, amazing right fielder. You didn't run on him. And Ichiro needs to get credit for his defense just as much as he, he needs to for his offense. This guy had a great glove and a rifle of an arm. No, definitely. And, you know, I'm watching it live yesterday. I caught the first two at-bats, and then I think he got it either on the third or fourth at-bat, and I was pissed because I didn't get to see it. But I'm sitting there like, come on, Ichiro, come on. And, you know, I'm watching the first two at-bats with my son, and we missed it afterwards. But, it, it's, you know, there's something, I guess, with all – we love football and basketball, but they don't have the meaning and the power that the numbers of baseball have, whether it's, you know – 300 wins, this many strikeouts, this many hits, 3,000, you know what I mean? Like it's 20 wins in a season. There's certain numbers that are so powerful and they have such a ranking and gauge, you know, that it, it puts people in such an echelon that, you know, we just don't know those numbers for football. You know, far of what, through for 77 yards, almost 44 miles, they said. But people don't know those numbers offhand. So baseball is definitely – it's not the number one sport, America's sport anymore, like Ray always says, football, but it's still sort of number one in nostalgia. We'll you know what's interesting that. is that all three of these guys were all Seattle Mariners that have been in the yeah. news recently. So yeah, Griffey, Griffey for the Hall yeah. of Fame, A-Rod now for you know basically being shut down by the Yankees, and I, and I know that they're doing it, you know, I think the Yankees are doing it partially because they don't want him to hit 700 home runs. And have Ray, they got to play him. 
play the guy every single day till he's gone. Play him in Boston. The fans in Boston want to cheer him on too. I'm sorry, you got to play him. I hope they don't I, just pinch I, I hit agree. him. I agree. I agree. I agree. But but Ichiro, A Rod, and Griffey. So the three guys that spent, you know, obviously Ichiro his most of his career. Um, yeah. Griffey, the majority of his career, A-Rod, the, the, you know, the first third the of his beginning. career, but yeah. guys that played, you know, a significant Seattle. role in Seattle Mariners. Yeah, history. And they still never got a World Series. Great franchise. You know, we talked to Dave Sims about it when he was on our show, who does the Mariner games, and, you know, they just have never been able to get over the hump. They have a good team now, but, oh, and by the way, the Cubs seven in a row and, uh, what, three and a half uh, in the lead of having the best record in baseball. But as we get ready to wind down, Ray, we got to talk some of the Olympics. The women and men's basketball is setting all type of records. Game two for the men against Venezuela is coming on soon today. We have 12 medals already, three gold, five silver, six, six bronze. So, um, or so I guess it's 15. What, what, what looks like 12 total, but I don't know. That seems more, yeah. But that's what the, the, the count is so far for us. Tell me your thoughts on, one, obviously, Ledecky and Phelps already with their records, 19, and then Ledecky, she got the world record last night. Um, Your thoughts on swimming, and then we can get quickly into gymnastics. So 19 gold medals, four Olympics. (laughs) Just unbelievable. Michael Phelps, I I, I just lose – you just don't have words for this guy. Uh, Unbelievable. You know, the – Swimming's been great. Um, you know, early on in the Olympics, you get swimming and gymnastics, so two sports that we obviously like a lot. Uh, I can't wait for Justin Gatlin to see if he can, you know, uh, give your boy Usain Bolt a, a run for his money. Obviously, Bolt's coming off the hamstring injury. Uh, yeah, that's get your popcorn ready right there. That's that's going to be classic. Yeah, the basketball, you know, I, I, I have We're a not going to be challenged. No, and I have a feeling Shashevsky's, you know, really trying to get these guys motivated, and he wants to go out with a bang. He wants to win his gold, and I think guys like Carmelo won't let the team falter. Uh, you know, the, he he's the veteran on the team now, the, the guy with multiple Olympics. So he and Durant are kind of the elder statesmen there. And Durant and has 25 on people. Him. Yeah, no, it's fascinating. I felt I'm glad to hear the Dutch cyclist who had a concussion and – messed up her lumbar, fractured three ribs, she's okay. Um, but the, some of those cycling crashes have been, you know, really uh, sad to see. Obviously, the, the Williams sisters lost in tennis, which was surprising. No, uh, the, the Joker so lost. Djokovic lost in the first round. Wow. That was, you know, like it's shocking. You know, you see some of these. Uh, I don't know if you saw the table tennis battle of the 54-year-old against the 19-year-old. That was no, classic. No, I didn't see that. Oh, man, yeah. They were uh, both, I think, Chinese, but one was American and one was from, uh, was it Brazil? Or You know, I didn't know there was so, such a large Japanese population in Brazil, in Sao Paulo. They have the second, Japanese is like the second largest population in Brazil. So I didn't know that. They were talking about that. The opening ceremonies were beautiful. Um, but gymnastics, man, last night, Hernandez and Biles and, and, and the girls, they look amazing. Um, I think they're going to, you know, it looks like they're, they're probably, even Gabby's still looking good. They're probably going to sweep and maybe take, 
you know, least gold and silver and a couple of the individual. They're definitely going to win the team, the women, and we'll see how the men do. It's good to so hear Al Cowick. Right away with the team, you know. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, um, so there's it, a lot of fun in the Olympics. Look, we just had to jump on real quick with the A-Rod and the NFL stuff. We will, you know, be back in about a week and a half. And just hope everybody's enjoying their summer. For everybody out west, you know, kids are back to school, East Coast, you know, obviously after Labor Day. We've got our college football preview, our fantasy football preview, and our NFL preview. And the start of our fifth season coming for you on Tuesday, September 6th, after Labor Day, to get you ready for Thursday, September 8th, opening night. Panthers against the Broncos. Who, we don't even know who the quarterback's going to be for the Broncos. So just strap in, get ready. Uh, Ray, any thoughts on Westbrook signing for the extra year? Fitzpatrick, you know, we talked about him. Any thoughts on Westbrook signing for OKC that extra year? You know what? Kudos to Westbrook for signing. And I'm glad that Oklahoma City didn't lose two superstars in back-to-back seasons. You know, that would have been terrible. Yeah. Two guys that they drafted, two guys that they, you know, developed – into megastars. I mean, obviously they were naturally talented, but you know, you just hate small market teams to just fall apart like that. So San Antonio happened to keep all their guys, but I'm glad to see Russell Westbrook's giving it, giving it another year. And at least that gives them two this season and next season to try to build the roster even better. And maybe next off season, they can get a, big free agent. Rudy Gay said he might be heading to Miami. We'll see what happens there. But, you know, maybe they can get a Blake Griffin to go to OKC next summer. Who knows? But, you know, you, like you said, you want to see them be able to keep. And listen, don't sleep on Russell. They'll be like a fifth or sixth seed. <laughs> Everybody strap up, get your boots ready, because Russell's coming for you. It's going to be on and popping at OKC. Uh, fun, great show. Everybody enjoy preseason football this weekend. Enjoy the Olympics. It's great. Uh, they're doing a great job. Mike Tirico is killing it over there now with NBC. Um, you know, it, it's, um, it's, it's fun to watch. So everybody enjoy it and continue to have a great summer. Stay cool in the heat. And um, we'll, uh, we'll see you in about a week and a half. We'll be back soon. Continue enjoy talking. the Olympics. Yeah, very limited. Three.